0: Welcome back to the Kinda Funny X-Cast, your source for all things Xbox here at Kinda Funny. Of course, I am Tim Geddes. I am not the normal host of this show, but I am your host for all of the post-show breakdowns for Summer Game Fest. A quick reminder, we're going to continue reacting to all the showcases left. That includes Ubisoft and Capcom on Monday, but we'll talk about that later. We've been waiting to talk about the Xbox Game Showcase for a long time. We just watched it. You can watch our live reactions over on YouTube.com slash Kinda Funny games but I am joined by the new face of video games blessing at AOEA junior when it rains it pours the nitro <laughs> rifle Andy Cortez man when it rains it pours the big daddy himself Greg Miller when it rains it pours and the actual host of the kind of funny x cast the biggest xbox
1: fan I know the master of hype Snowbike Mike Mike how are you feeling right now uh you know when it rains it pours Tim and I'm telling you what I'm dancing in the rain right now I am happy as can be because truly and honestly, Xbox did deliver a great summer showcase and teaming up with Todd for a big Starfield Direct really put the cherry on top of a strong presentation i'm very happy about that yeah we are going to talk all about it about all
0: the things announced about starfield there's so much to get into uh when it comes to starfield we're going to do all of that right here on youtube.com slash kind of funny games you can also get this as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for kind of funny Xcast, and we will be right there for you uh if you wanted to get the show ad free you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games to do the show each and every week a lot of value over there um that is something that is absolutely known by our Patreon producer, Delaney Twining. Thank you all so very much for your support. Um, We're brought to you by Honey and Rocket Money and Amazon Gaming slash Summer Game Fest. Remember, all summer long, all showcase season, you can go to Amazon.com slash Summer Game Fest to discover the top new and upcoming games, whether it's stuff that's already out like Resident Evil 4 Remake and Diablo 4, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, or all of the things that were just announced at the Xbox Showcase to pre-order. You got to go to Amazon.com slash Summer Game Fest to get all of that. But enough of that. Let's get into it right now. I want to go around the table giving our reviews of the Xbox Game Showcase plus Starfield Direct on the kind of funny scale of 1 to 5. Mike, I got to start with you.
1: Thanks, Tim, for allowing me to start. Of course, everybody, I'm giving it a 5 out of 5. On the kind of funny scale, Xbox, like I said before, has delivered. And I think when you team up such a strong showcase, getting to show 11 first-party games, that was the big one that we talked about heading into this. Show us what the teams are working on. What is the internal studio teams going to deliver for us? We know that the third-party partnerships are shining right now. Atlas and Sega really delivering on that forefront with Phil and the team awesome to see but when you look at first party they showed the games and we got to see new titles from new teams like compulsion and in exile right these are two teams we've been waiting on to announce what projects they're working on and there's some cool looking projects right we'll we'll see more in the future but when you look at the now you got to see fable you saw hellblade you got to see forza you got dates on titles you wanted and then todd howard came in and his team at bethesda Absolutely crushed that Starfield Direct. They really figured out what the fans want, how we can go over the top and give them even more detail about this insanely big game. Sure. right? Like, this is Galaxy's Bigs. It is wild to see what this is going to be. And that all together made for one awesome, perfect showcase. Andy Cortez, let's go to you next.
2: I couldn't agree more, man. I think this show was how do we get the Xbox audience excited again? And, you know, that was our major complaint with the PlayStation Showcase uh, of a lot of first parties were were missing, right? And sure. this one, I feel like, hey, all of the stuff that we've been leading up to, will, will those dominoes finally fall into place? And that was the thing we've been waiting for, right? And I feel like this one, I, during, during all of it on, like, really great show, four out of five, and that Starfield presentation... Blew my goddamn mind, and I'm giving it a 5 out of 5 because of that. Like, I don't, much like Greg said, like, I don't care how long this is. I'm exhausted, dude. We had a hell of a morning. We're all on two hours sleep, and I was just so enthralled by what they were showing us. And, again, it's easy to kind of start to feel like, oh, we got, you know, Cyberpunk. We had a lot of high hopes for that when that was about to come out. We had a lot of high hopes for No Man's Sky, like Blessing was mentioning. But I really do think this was Bethesda saying... We know, we, we know we've made mistakes in the past. Here's all the proof as to why we are hyping this up so much. Like Sarah Bond saying, that, you know, the, the biggest RPG ever and or most important RPG ever. And Phil Spencer saying, like, just hyping it up to all hell and all of us looking at each other like, God, they're like saying a lot of bold shit. Will they be able to walk the walk? And God damn, that thing blew me away. This is a five out of five for me.
3: Bless yeah i agree wholeheartedly the starfield presentation i for me the thing that i've been talking about leading up to this is that fallout presentation that we got back in 2015 where we got the big breakdown of all the different mechanics right and like getting into the systems here's what fallout 4 looks like and it's out this fall that was such a cool presentation and for me one of my favorite e3 presentations ever as somebody who was a really big fallout fan this starfield presentation needed to be that for me and this blew that out of the water like moment to moment, one of the things that we mentioned during the show is that I, there was not one sentence th- that was bad about that game. Right, like every single sentence felt so thought out. Of hey, this is exciting. Like every single thing we're gonna say about the way you can interact with the world, the way that combat works, the way that skill trees work, the way that the environments are varied, the way in which the 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 the, the lighting system works with like the position of the sun and all the planets, and the over a thousand things. Like every single thing sounds so impossible, impossibly like incredible and you know part of that comes back to what andy was talking about a little bit with we've gotten cyberpunk we've gotten no man's sky but also with those two games we never saw this much of those games revealed before we actually got there i think bethesda is doing a really good job of showing the work and that doesn't mean that when we get it it's going to live up to everything but right now they're doing all they can to instill confidence and this was to me, the maybe the most confident I've ever seen a studio, a publisher, a console manufacturer be in one video game. From them, from you know Sarah and and Phil talking about, hey, this is important to them. Really breaking it down during that during that that part of the showcase, and each of their devs being confident, being passionate, understanding what people like about Bethesda games, understanding that, hey, we have all these systems that invoke things like No Man's Sky and survival stuff with the breaking down of minerals and all this stuff, right? But there's still narrative, but there's still, you know, fun combat, there's still those things that you that, that you love, those tent of Bethesda games.
2: Creativity.
3: The creativity, this, Starfield s- seems impossible, it seems like, you know, maybe Tears of the Kingdom isn't a surefire bet for game of the year, right, and like, that is not a thing that I thought I would save over the course of 2023, but it seems like there's a chance that this can come out, and it could outdo that, and that is something that I never w- would have thought. And so, yeah, no, this is a five out of five. And then also, yeah, the rest of the presentation was great as well. Right, yeah. like I'm with you, Andy. That I was yeah. like, four out of five, and then we got Starfleet, and I'm like, oh, five out of five. Um, shout out to Metaphor ReFantasio. Like, a, a new Atlas game from the team behind Persona 3, 4, and 5. Like, come on, let's go. I mean, for the two vets, really quick. I mean,
1: how many times in your lifetime do you get to see a big, deep dive like that? What kind of games Can actually deliver that Yeah I got the broken chair I see you seeing And looking at me I But just, for real you're, you're, I, you're, you're, I hate it I've been battling This goddamn chair Get off change, the set Dude change
4: the chair with No the, no no I'll, I'll get it
1: no, I don't want just you Get you it off dad. the set He yells at the other chairs <laughs> <laughs> Now here's the deal For real Like how many other games Do you actually get that Right like In our lifetime We might not ever See that again God
4: Just I I don't mind it Being on no, the lowest no, rung yeah. I have the we- I have the little wheel For your little
1: legs I don't need it It's big okay, Did you give us your rating
0: but, Let's go from one of the PSLW hosts to the other PSLW host, Greg Miller. PlayStation is usually your biggest thing, but you're also a big RPG guy. Sure. What did this showcase do for you? What would you give Well, that's on the scale? You know
4: With the way you guys have been talking, it's troublesome, of course, that I am the PlayStation guy. Because I know it'll just be PlayStation fanboys and people will throw at me. But what I love about our review scale is the words and then you talk about what they mean to you, right? A three is okay. And it can either be like, it's it's okay, or it can be like, it's okay. And like, trending toward, this was a five out of five. This was amazing. This was an amazing <laughs> showcase. This was an incredible <laughs> showcase. Like, I, you know, Tim, you said something I found uh, thought-provoking on the SGF one, where we reacted, and you were like, you gave it a five out of five for Summer Game Fest. And you were like, listen, if this isn't a five out of five for Summer Game Fest, what do you want? And I think it's very simple to look at this and go, listen, if this isn't a five out of five from Xbox, what do you want from Xbox? Like, I understand... Halo, Gears, sure, okay, you know what I mean? I want State of the Decay. Those are still things, those are still properties, those are still clamoring around. As just somebody who does this for a living every year, multiple times a year, right? It is the idea that they came out and they did say, here's what our first party is working on, here's what's going on, here are the things we're able to show you, here are things we're able to talk about, and then for our biggest game, that clearly, with their full chest, they believe is, as Mike said a long time ago, game of the generation, you know, I mean, for, that, for them to uh, uh, Bethesda to come out and be like, this is 25 years of work to get to this point. This is our biggest game. This is our best game. These are all the to, for them to deep dive the way they deep dove on it, right? Let alone, yeah, have prefaced it with the 50 minutes before of truly great game announcements and cool things and information and laying, the you know, giving you, if you're an Xbox fan, what PlayStation as a PlayStation man hasn't give you, which is clarity of what is PlayStation five look like in 2024. What does it look like beyond Spider-Man two, right? Like we don't have that clarity for the most part for the big first party studios here. You do to a degree and it's exciting and it's awesome to see them have these partnerships. And you know, they are doing even it, one of the things that you I think happens for PlayStation a lot when they do these conferences is the conference ends and Xbox immediately tosses up the tweet of, Hey, you know, X amount of those games are also coming here. We just wanted to say these dozen games are also coming Xbox, blah, blah, blah. The one thing here, for, and you can look at the third-party partnerships here, but a lot of them were Game Pass deals, mm-hmm. which PlayStation can't say. PlayStation does not say these are PlayStation Plus or PlayStation uh, ex, uh, uh, Extra titles, right? Like, this is Xbox showing, making the case for Game Pass, but making the game for Game Pass with their own studios, making the Game Pass, game pass argument with uh, third-party partnerships, and then, of course, making the argument with Starfield, which just looked incredible. Tim?
0: This is a five out of five. I mean, I really don't even think there's a question. I, I feel like, to Andy's point of before the Starfield, I can argue a four. I think I'd have to argue it, though. I really do yeah, think that this, that this is a five. I think this is what I have been looking for, and I think my favorite thing about that is that a lot of these games aren't Tim games. They're definitely not the things sure. that I'm looking for from an Xbox. They're not the Gears or the Halo or the Perfect Dark. Or um, even uh, with Hellblade, I would have liked to see more like gameplay that was actually like this is – you know the actiony type stuff, or action's not the right word, but you know what I mean. More like actual. This is what it and looks like in the gameplay. Yeah.
2: And they right at the start of it, they mentioned last year we showed you the combat sort yeah. of snippet. This year yeah. we're gonna do something a little bit different,
3: which I think makes sense for Hellblade because Hellblade yeah. is a lot of cinematic. So. Exactly. And with that though. They answered the
0: question of when. I feel like yeah. we've been talking about the dominoes for a long time, and I feel like we're talking about they've had them, and when are they going to set them up, and when are they going to knock them down? They are now set up. Today did that, finally. We know 2024, 2024, 2024, and also here's what's coming in 2023. I feel like having that the the moments of the world premieres and having the Xbox Game Studios, 11 of them. We have 11 answers to questions we have been asking. That is so important, right? You look at the PlayStation Showcase that just happened and, uh, and Summer Game Fest getting Spider-Man 2's gameplay that of course we're excited about and that looks so good and I love that we got that real extended demo of that but then Summer Game Fest answering the question of when? right? Here, we're getting the answers we've been asking for years. We're looking at, okay, cool, it's nice to have studio logos being put up on the screen, but what are they going to do? And we've known what some of them working on. We didn't know what most of them were. Now we do know what most of them are. And we know a rough idea of when that's going to come. So next time there's a showcase, we're asking different questions, and I expect that those questions will be answered. And I think the biggest thing is seeing the 11 Xbox Game Studios, all that stuff, but then also tossing in all the Bethesda stuff. We've seen Mm -hmm. so many years of the Bethesda Bethesda having their own showcase, right? And we get the updates to Elder Scrolls Online. We get the, um, just updates, right? And that's good. Microsoft having the platforms that it does, the ecosystem we always talk about. The, we're, we want answers to our questions, but we also need, hey, we're going to keep updating these things. And like, you can expect support for Sea of Thieves and have fun collaborations and all that. But the Bethesda Xbox coming out party of, this is the big one. This is Xbox, this is Bethesda, this is Starfield. Putting that all together, I really feel like we talk about phase one, phase two of the PS5, in a lot of ways, I feel like this is the beginning. This is the, the beginning of what Xbox has been working on for so many years, and it feels good, man. It feels really good. And even there not being too many things that were like, oh man, I can't wait for this. I The the game from uh, Compulsion, South of Midnight, I'm, like, I'm really interested in this towards the end of it, there was a bunch of things I didn't expect. I thought the, the showcase was going to end. Like, we get the Starfield thing. I'm like, all right, here we go. And it's like, nah, there's like 10 more announcements. And uh, there were cool things. Like, Still Wakes the Deep looked interesting. Uh, the the uh, Jusant, uh I think yeah. it was called. <laughs> Just not. Uh, looked, looked really, really interested. Uh, interesting. Um, Clockwork but yeah, Revolution. As you, Clockwork Revolution. And then Clockwork Revolution looked really
1: Incredible. cool. Yeah. First-person yeah. shooter is going to be very cool looking. It's right. And,
0: um, you know, you you were saying this a little bit, Bless, but the idea of the partnerships and getting all of those atlas games you get mm-hmm. a remake of some of a game that people have been clamoring for yeah on an xbox stage right you get a a, Persona 5 a spin-off, a spin-off that huge. like there's already understanding expectations of what that's going to be quality wise which is good yeah and then a surprise surprise release that hopefully is a new franchise that people are going to love from that team and they're
3: all on Game Pass. And, and that's wow. that, That's something I think to commend. You know, we talk a lot about the first-party stuff and the exclusive stuff. I think the third-party stuff really shined here as well, right? The stuff that we know is going to be multi-platform, but also is going to be on Game Pass. Having a, a Ubisoft game and having that Ubisoft game be Star Wars Outlaws, Yep, that's huge. That mm-hmm. trailer was in, incredible. We talk about indie stuff. And, all like, all the time when we do these these showcases, right, like there are uh, we we see indie showings show up right and there are the there, there are those showings that don't hit there are showings or there are showings that hit a little bit and there are showings that are like oh no this is really cool right and it's that way it's that range of there are really good ways to show indie games there are not so great ways to show indie games uh 33 immortals had a fantastic showing great shows, it, right great like, show. really Very cool exciting. concept really cool idea really cool art style the trailer i think was perfectly paced and that is somebody that is that is the team at xbox Having an eye for oh we got to get this on our on our stage like we got to show uh, showcase this we got to really push this thing but and yeah,
2: important to say from the spirit devs which yeah. everybody loved everybody who played spirit De- uh, spirit loved spirit yeah. and to say hey this is the new thing that they're working on that's just like a kind of perfect way to set up this is the next thing that you're probably going to love as well.
3: But then, yeah, you have Atlas, and then you have um, Blizzard with Overwatch. But then you also have a new Capcom game Mm -hmm. that I would never have expected, right? A a new IP, Path of Goddess. Correct me if I'm wrong if it's not a new IP. Game Pass. a A new game from Capcom coming to Game Pass. And Capcom, a company that we've talked about how much they've been with playstation for reveals right like that's what you expect now from capcom them having a new game to show which is really exciting because capcom's been on a roll lately and i'm down to try something new from them and having it here at xbox again is huge it's showing that they are getting those partnerships it's showing that hey we do have variety in the stuff that we want to show and the fact that they had such different types of third-party stuff but most of it really hit like most of it was really interesting i thought was great yeah
2: this was like the perfect amount of variety and and diversity in different types of games from different types of studios and it wasn't just um here are three cinematics maybe playing not back to back but maybe like you skip a couple and it's all uh like uh, we think of like the space horror year right Uh, of of keely summer game fest or a third person multiplayer shooter thing that uh, you can't tell which is different from the other one this one, all, each one of them felt really unique, and it wasn't just a CGI trailer that was giving you a cool title splash and maybe the character voiceover or whatever. Like, all of these we got glimpses at. I'd say, like, honestly, the weakest, show, the weakest game of the show for me was probably that Capcom one. The uh, Path of the Goddess, and I'm still like just, really it, interested it, in what the hell it is. It, you know? it, it like, trailered weird, if that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, right? Where that sure. was a
4: game that is like very unique, and I like, got a lot of skin doors going on and a lot of kaleidoscope stuff, and it's like, this is a lot to take in and look at, and I
2: think it'll speak to some people right away. But, but it was yeah. still interesting, yeah. is yeah. the thing. You know, like they're showing gameplay, they're showing what it is, they're not giving you like the exact gameplay hooks, because at one point, dude sticks his, his sword in the ground and he's kind of like moving. I was like, oh, is it like a strategy game where you're like, Going from place to place, but then we see third-person combat and slashing and dodging. I don't know what the hell the game is. I'm excited to see more from it. But to say that that was the weakest game is kind of wild to me. Yeah. When I think of a lot of other presentations that I... Not necessarily, like, sure, there's there might be a big chunk of games that aren't for me. There might be a big mobile segment or a VR segment. And, like, it's, this one was just, like, a lot of quality without just kind of hitting you over the head with a lot of titles that you will forget about by the time you're done reacting to it
0: yeah I the, my the one for me there was a little bit like I uh, was the tower born uh when they showed like towards the end that one I was kind of like eh I could take it or leave it for the quality of the rest of uh, this presentation but I think the pacing I think the the presentation itself the production value um the people that they had speaking the um like having Keanu Keanu right like having a uh, Sarah Bond like Keanu I think who? they just did a what's up <laughs>
1: he's uh messing with him
0: did a, they did a really good job with all of that um but then leading into it like you guys were saying this that might have been for starfield the single best showing of a video game I've ever seen like that is how you deep dive and they're confident they know what they're showing We'll see if the game is as good as that showcase, but that showcase was our kind of funny scale five out of five does not mean perfect five out of five means amazing we thought this was an it was amazing amazed. thing <laughs> yep. i think that, yep. that that the starfield direct was perfect
2: and it's crazy to me that about 15 minutes prior to that after we saw the first glimpse of that trailer i said. That's one of the best game trailers I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. yeah. And then, oh, by the way, Andy, chill out. Now there comes the th- yeah. yeah, yeah. going to hit you over the fucking Criterion head. Criterion collection <laughs> of this trailer comes exactly. out. I think one of the best ways
4: to put it, where we're talking about, right, of like we're talking about this, but then separating yourself from the game. Uh, earlier in the chat, I went <laughs> by Bander SN, said, fantastic showcase. Now they just need to deliver on it. Yeah. Of course, that's the that's thing, right? right. Mm-hmm. Like, showcases and uh, all these conferences are all about hype, and they're all about marketing, and they're all about pre orders and the new controller, and yada, yada, yada this is as good as you can do it. Like they had a bunch of awesome stuff in there. Nothing overstayed its welcome. I was engaged and interested, even when we're talking about the kaleidoscope game. And then you get to this grandiose, amazing thing where just everybody going, like what I, for the Starfield direct, and I'm switching tracks here based on where I was just going, but you understand for Starfield direct. I think what's so funny about watching that and listening to all the stuff in there is that I kind of get the vibe that they're going to nail what, we joked about with no man's sky if you remember when no man's sky even before we knew no man's sky was you know not where it needed to be a launch or whatever ambitious there was that great um animation from the community right of uh the kind of funny podcast or whatever i was talking about and i did the whole mariachi band thing right where i was going to go into no man's sky sell my ship and just be a mariachi band like that (laughs) the way they show that they show starfield i'm like hmm dog fighting is not something i'll give a crap about but they're talking about exploration and doing all these things and it's like cool, and, like, your traits and what you can apply and how you, It's like, I could see that, okay, cool, I just want to stay on this planet, and I'm going to do all this stuff, and then get... I'll go to the next thing, but I'm just going to shoot my way there and not do... You know, like, can I do that? Can I really, like... I think
0: I saw really a Mariachi
3: option,
4: but... Yeah, there was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can yeah, I, re- I mean, I mean Hey, man, this there's one one a the chef like, in there. I bet if you stop, there is a musician option in there. <laughs> that's your background or whatever. You can distract people like Hitman or some crap. Uh, I think that's the kind of diversity and role playing they're talking about, and, like, I, you know, tapped you and talked about it, Mike. Yeah. Like, I think that is a powerful... Role-playing game when you have that for me, I jump in there and I usually just go, well, I'm Clark Kent or I'm Kara or I'm Taylor Swift and that means I'm just gonna do the good option. I'm gonna be the good person. If it's that diverse and it can be that, I just wanna be a fucking pirate. I don't really, I don't care about all this stuff. So if I can play a character that way and have stuff to back it up and like really have it be that my character is so much different than Andy's, so much different than Mike's, so much different, like that even harkens back to why I think we're having so much fun in Diablo right now is that my rogue is not like Andy's rogue is not like Joey's rogue, but that's just talking about skill trees. That's not talking about what you're doing in the story, what you know, choices you're making, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Let's go through all the announcements. Cause I feel like there's a lot, a lot of to talk about it. And I, I, I feel like we can get kind of just lost in either just yeah. talking about Starfield yeah, or just, talking we can have about a whole episode abroad. about just Starfield hundred uh, percent. And, I, think and, and I will say, will have a few. I, I feel like they could have done that too. I know that, that it was separate, but it was like really just one thing, but like, the Starfield thing we just saw could have been a different day. They could have just been like, we're not yeah. talking about Starfield. This is a game showcase. Starfield will be next week or whatever. I love that they did it this way. I yes. really think that it was this beautiful, this is Xbox, motherfuckers, yep. and I love that. But starting off, we, Mike, we, we did our predictions episode for XS. <laughs> we talked about We don't think that Fable, Avowed, and In, In-, In- Exile are all going
1: to be there. They are. Wow. Fable. There. Play Fable ground. kicks what do you it think? off, right? I mean, it, it has the humor. It has an incredible look to it it's got a fun theme of the beanstalk and giants right like yeah. this is what you want out of fable in the next gen light right like we're bringing a beloved franchise now to 2023 and beyond right when this releases but like it's wild to see this hit and you can see the laughter that we're having on the desk we're excited about the idea of what the combat will be and they delivered on that right we're talking about Fable, when this was shown, was just the frog eating the fairy, and we all giggled and laughed and said, "Show me more." They showed right here, and this was great to see. Fable, we have a while to go. There was no date on this, right? So we will see much more Fable in the future. But for a concept and showing you what's going to be coming at you later on, this really was awesome to kick off the show. I
3: will say, for me as somebody who didn't grow up with Fable, this trailer sold me on this Fable. Like I did I, the Jack and the Beanstalk uh, twist of it, and like seeing the gameplay in action, I really want to play this. This looks really cool
0: yeah this part here like the whole trailer up to here I was kind of like this is definitely not for me and like Mm-mm. this stuff I was like oh man this actually is pretty damn sweet yeah There's some, something here Andy does this one do anything for you yeah
2: perfect tone setter dude like that's this one kind of just immediately locked you in with that great narration and great wit and great dialogue and then showing you here's what some of the action action set pieces might be here's some glimpses of combat of you throwing fire spells at people inside of a forest I think they are absolutely nailing the visual fidelity and showing like, hey, this is kind of what a next gen offering looks like or a current gen offering now looks like for Xbox. Um, I'm kind of like Blessing. I was never really a big Fable fan. I may have rented it a couple times back in the day, but I am so into what they showed us today.
4: Uh, I was oh, a big okay. Fable right. fan. Uh, that was one of my Xbox games that I would play in Parker's room when we were roommates in college. Uh, I'm stoked for this. I thought that is a great tone setter, like we're saying. A little bit of gameplay, even if it's just what it's, gameplay is going to be inspired by. Uh, looked awesome. Uh, the humor is there. I think, you know, you watch it, and as you see a Fable in 2023 slash 2024 slash 2025, and imagine that being an open-world action RPG, like they've said it's going to be, right? You can look and think of a Witcher, right? But just seeing that humor, I'm I'm way more excited to invest in that right now you know and go through and have it and have it be the guy from the the uh-huh. it crowd the crowd or whatever with his glasses and like that all seemed like a great time i'm excited for that
1: so we're talking about a team stepping away from the wheel right? oh yeah. like yeah. getting away from forts and making that that was just awesome. take the wheel man. Like, Jesus Wow, oh, wow. The and like you said like, uh, setting the tone early with fable opening right fable would be a closer in most situations opening with that was like okay well what else do you got and it just kept going.
0: It did just keep going. Next up, we had Compulsion Games, South of Midnight. I'm really into this one. I like Contrast a lot on PlayStation 4. That was uh, yeah. one of the, the early early like launch yeah. games. And uh, it had a really cool look to it. And the the gameplay was was fun. It, you know, it's the per- perfect type of game, the swimming in sevens type thing. I'm just like, this is cool. Like, there's something here. I, I like this team. I'm
4: hoping for more than a seven out of it, personally. Uh, uh,
0: oh, no, 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 for sure. Okay. I'm saying Contrast uh, to me. I would say Gotcha, seven.
4: my apologies. Yeah. I
0: This, I'm like, oh, everything that. I I saw here love this vibe love this dude with the guitar like I am so into this the claymation look the more like stop-motion type stuff it's all got little... a
5: like a vibe like like is a great way Cubo yes the two strings yes sure. yes yes Timothy
0: there's many more strings here
4: Would you like a quick paragraph about it from the Xbox Wire that tells us a little more than we saw in the trailer? From the creators of Contrast and We Happy Few, South of Midnight is a spellbinding third-person action-adventure game set in the American Deep South coming to Xbox Series S&S with Game Pass, Windows with Game Pass, and Steam. As Hazel, you will explore the mythos and encounter creatures of southern folklore in a macabre and fantastical world. When disaster strikes her hometown, Hazel is called called to become a weaver, a magical mender of broken bonds and spirits imbued with these new abilities hazel will confront and subdue dangerous creatures untangle the webs of her own family's shared past and if she's lucky find her way to a place that feels like home
0: like i in, mean, man I, I was in when i saw the dude in the guitar and then this little weapon situation like the magic
2: stuff i'm like that's just
4: freaking. and then cool. like we're talking about the art style right and the stop motion slash claymation like that looks awesome yeah it
2: looks like it's running at like purposely 10 frames per second kind <laughs> of spider-verse like mm-hmm. yeah i I love, the, I love the vibe. i love the aesthetic. Um, and I also like that everything they mentioned was, hey, this is all going to be in-game engine stuff. Nothing, nothing's here going to be pre-rendered cinematic type um, animation. And I'm kind of glad they didn't show gameplay only because I feel like it would have been hard to differentiate. Hey, we just had Fable right now. Here's mm-hmm. another third-person thing where you're going to see a woman throw in a, a magic spell at something like that. I like that we got what we had here so that we can show off more of this in the future whether it be game awards whether it be another sort of like xbox little showcase type uh
1: type thing so yeah first title coming out of the team since the acquisition as well right we talk about this it's like the excitement factor of yes you got this team we're very that's awesome to hear when what is the game right now it's finally them to have their debut that's a big deal
0: Absolutely. Moving on next, we had Star Wars Outlaws coming in 2024. This is Massive's Ubisoft Star Wars game that uh, we've known about for a long time, but didn't exactly know what it is. I thought this trailer was super rad being a Star Wars nerd. We're reading from IGN that uh, it's set between Empire and Jedi. Would um, you like
4: the official Xbox paragraph on this one as well, Timmy Yes, saying? I would, Greg. Experience the first ever open world Star Wars game. Star Wars Outlaws set between the events of Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back and Star Wars Return of the Jedi. Explore new and iconic locations across Jedi. the galaxy. Jedi. <laughs> Not from a Jedi. Uh, across the galaxy and risk it all as cave Vess, an, er- <laughs> an emerging scoundrel seeking freedom and the Means to start a new life, along with her companion Nix. Fight, steal, and outwit crime syndicates as you join the galaxy's most wanted. If you're willing to take the risk, the galaxy is full of opportunity. Fuck yes, I am such a big, massive fan because of the division. I was—I know there've been rumors of it's not going to be Star Wars: Division, but that's all we could wrap our head around. This is a great tone setter trailer. You know how much I love Star Wars based on Star Wars Jedi. Uh, I'm excited to see more Star Wars video games that get it hopefully right. And this is an awesome look at what it would be to be a scoundrel in the galaxy, right?
0: Yeah, and we're getting more tomorrow at Ubisoft Forward. Uh, I hope we actually get gameplay itself because I think that's the one thing for me that I'm like, you know... I'm not the big open-world guy. I feel like Jedi Survivor is like, that's the type of Star Wars experience I'm looking for. But this being single-player, I'm like, there's that's more of what I'm looking for for this type of stuff. So... Um, I'm loving what I'm seeing. The locations we're at, like it looks like they're at uh, Batu from Disneyland Galaxy's Edge, which is like that's so cool. Um, so, yeah, I'm super into this blast. Are you you're excited for it?
3: Oh, yeah, I'm super excited for it, right? I think, especially coming off of uh, Jedi Survivor, and I feel like what is a resurgence of Star Wars games. I'm very excited to see what a studio like Ubisoft does with it. I, I like during the trailer, during the um, actual live react, I was asking the question, like, is this single player? And it's nice to get the confirmation of, yeah, this is uh, what you expect from Ubisoft in terms of a big single player open world. Uh, type game which you know i almost didn't expect from massive right i was looking forward to seeing some kind of live service star wars game yeah you would
4: have eaten those words though yeah (laughs) Yeah. we would have come out we would have gone oh man it's good not great it's who has time for all these live service games
3: exactly Um, but i'm glad it is what it is i think this is a great way to great way to go about it and i think it looks really cool can't wait to see more
2: andy the music was so good like in it you're just uh, nonstop chills it's kind of reminds me of why I loved Andor so much. It it's a story separate from what we're used to with Jedi's and we're not necessarily getting a whole lot of that in this video game, but I love that it is the dirtier grittier side of being somebody on the run, doing crimes in space. Super in. Oh yeah. And I and I again and with it being on Ubisoft tomorrow most likely, right? Let's hope for some gameplay. Let's I, I, the, the chat's popping off right now
0: saying that, like, they said it's going to be a walkthrough. Like, it's going awesome. to be yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, Awesome. Cool. Yeah.
4: Awesome. Oh, I just got chills saying that. Yeah.
0: This is a great time, everybody. Uh, moving on. Sarah Bond comes out on stage. Kind of set, set the tone. She Personally, you. No, yes. no, no,
4: no. Not, well, personally, me, the gamer.
0: All of us, <laughs> yes, <laughs> The gamer. Yes, yep. yes, 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 um And she kind of, like, really kind of was like, Hey motherfuckers, we got the stuff. And uh y'all saw some of it, but we got a lot more. Here it is. Uh then next up it was Thunder Lotus, creators of Spirit Fair, showing off a 33 player co-op game called 33 Immortals coming in 2023. It will be coming to Game Pass. Mike. Wild. Do? So cool. Mike, right? are you going to buy this for
4: 32 other
0: I'll people? Imagine, right? <laughs> I might have to, Andy, because I
1: need friends to play it with. Uh,
4: yeah, this was really cool. right? It's like day one with Game Pass, so they're fine. Oh, they we're already in, in right yeah. there. But right. well,
1: yeah, you saw the tease of it. There was a bunch on the screen, a bunch of the characters, and you're like, man, what's going on here? And then, yeah, you thought maybe three people okay. And then when they throw out 33... This is fun, right? When we talk about expanding these genres and trying something different, trying something new, right. the idea of putting a bunch of people in here and seeing how that runs, how that plays, I think is going to be a ton of fun. And, yeah, day one on Game Pass, there you go. Let's jump right in.
4: You know, it's, it's a, like you said, a co-op action roguelike. So it's like well, that's a genre we know so well after, you know, hit after hit in Hades and everything. So it's like how can you come there and do something new and keep it fresh and make a roguelike stand out like a thirty-three player co-op. Just switch chairs with
1: me. Don't worry, keep I'm talking. so tall. I'm not even. I'm not even making the scene. It's
4: right. gonna be good. Uh, play as a damned soul and rebel against God's final judgment. Dive straight into an epic thirty-three player co-op battle with instant pickup and raid matchmaking. So you don't even need the friends. You'll just get tossed in there. Uh, cooperate with the allies to survive against hordes of monsters and massive, challenging bosses. Expand your arsenal and equip powerful new
1: relics to permanently upgrade your soul. Face the wrath of God in a fight for your eternal life. Now I love hearing that. Really quick. I hope that there is not only the matchmaking, which is great, but I'm able to host a custom game, put a code out, and have 33 people join. That's a great idea, and you see like, it right there. JD in the chat says, kind of funny, giant bomb, game spot, min-max crossover. Like that. Once? That'd be yeah. super dope. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you want out of these situations. It's like, that's great, right? You can match make, or sometimes it's, hey, we can party up with three, and we'll match make with a bunch of other people, sure, right? Yeah. That's awesome and well. But I want to be able to have the power to be like, oh, we got 33 people that I all know and let's have fun with it. That's what we want to be.
0: The hesitation I have is how does it work? because it looks busy you know these type sure. of games I think even just single player sometimes there can be a lot of like bullet hell type stuff going on and they, I think they did a good job of like hey your character is like white with the yellow highlights and then when you start seeing more of them like, here's the blue here's the red here's the green cool and all of a sudden there's six people on screen it's like whoa, that's a lot and then there's a 33. Like, oh, uh I just worry that that is just gonna at some point become just too much noise and kind of not ever really give the the experience that you're looking for but they clearly have 33 for a reason this is in the title of the game. So I feel like I, this is probably going to be a new experience that we haven't seen before. And they hopefully have an answer that I don't know yet.
3: Yeah, I'm all about it. I, for me, it gave me the vibes almost of like a Tetris 99 or like Mario 35 of, hey, let's make a fun party thing that you can come into inspired by the massive action games of the past. Right. Like having a bunch of people in the same server going after the same goal and it being in a, in a roguelite Situation I think is a really neat idea where it is I can come in on any day and be like I feel like playing some 33 immortals let me do a quick run and have it last anywhere from probably like 15 minutes to an hour maybe depending on how how, um, how they lay it out I think that sounds really fun and yeah I'm, I'm, I'm all about it
2: It seems like a really big swing and like you're me- like you're saying Tim it might be too overly ambitious for its own good but yeah I, I keep on going back to the same thought of like they picked 33 for a reason. They could have said they could have made it 8 and it'd be like, hey, this random 8 player thing like there's a reason why they wanted to have that many, not only cuz it looks good aesthetically, I guess, but I I feel like they know that it works and that's why they were willing to go that amount. And again, it's from the devs of a very very um I'd say critically acclaimed indie game spirit fair. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I so, like it's
3: different from spirit fair. Yeah. Spirit fair
4: was not a road. Oh, ride. it was an at
2: action game. It was you going around
4: doing quests for. Yeah, It was like a cozy kind of game.
2: Yeah. But then, you know, I think Sarah bond mentioned going back to their old action roots is what she mentioned. Yeah. So like, I feel like they have the confidence in this. Can they pull it off? We'll see. I think it's a really neat, uh unique idea. So we'll see if it works out.
0: After that, we saw payday three coming September 21st to game pass. Actually, this is probably my weakest one. Yeah. 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 Go back to it. It
2: just
1: looked fine. Whatever. I think it's just a special franchise. Yeah. People that are into Payday. It is exciting to see Payday coming back. And of course, to be on stage, it might not be the strongest pop out of a very strong start. But Payday 3 is a big deal, right? Payday is coming back. People are going to have fun with this game. And it's nice to see that with the Xbox community over here. So I, I liked this one.
0: Yeah. Moving on after that, we had uh, Persona 3 uh, remake coming early 2024. It's, it will be coming to Game Pass. And this is the type of thing earlier we are talking about. Is this a 5 out of 5? Is this a 4 out of 5? If this did not leak, yep.
3: it's a 5 out of 5. If this didn't right? leak, the pop that this would have gotten from yep, me, me been and Bear in the wild. back. Like, I would have been going crazy over this thing. Like When uh, when it did leak, I went crazy at my desk. And I was like, Bear,
5: Bear, come like, look at this. look, Come watch this trailer went, with uh, me. Ho- hovered over your phone watching it. Yeah. yeah.
3: And like the fact that yeah, the art style um, is ev- ev- evoking what we got with Persona 5, right? It's bright, forward into the future. Um, it is giving you the that same story from Persona 3, those same characters. I know, Barrett, you mentioned um, earlier that it seems like you're not gonna get FES content or um, uh, Port- Persona 3 Portable content, which I think is a is a bummer. But I'm I mean I'm down to still be excited for it and play through it, just knowing I'm gonna I'm gonna get that original game with this new coat of, coat of paint that is gonna get a lot more people into it because this is following up uh, up on Persona 5 which is the most popular persona ever so this is fantastic! I'm so excited for this.
5: Yeah, the thing I was scared about for a remake, especially like uh, getting like the visual updates for like a more modern Persona After Five, was that you're gonna lose a lot of the aesthetic that made Persona Three special. And it seems mm-hmm. like they're not really taking that away, but just updating little things that they've learned in not just like modern Persona, but just other modern Atlas games of what to update uh, for Persona Three, which I think is really cool. So yeah, it's been confirmed that Persona Three Reload won't include content from FES or portable, including uh, the FMC uh, protagonist. Uh, the basic concept of the Persona 3 remake was to remake the Persona 3. Uh, we don't have the FES or portable content included. And then also a very interesting one, uh, for Persona 3 Reload, the English dub will have a completely, uh, it seems, new voice cast. Interesting. Uh, so interesting. It, it seems like they're, they're really updating as much as they can. Uh, probably for the best, because like most Persona games, there's some stuff that Does not age well, and even at the time was a little bit questionable uh, for some of the writing stuff. There's also uh, some of the original, I think one cast member from the original uh, crew was also, you know, not a great person it seems. So it's nice that they're just doing everything they can to uh, kind of modernize it and, you know, give a a new chance to a new uh, kind of generation of voice actors to uh, make these characters feel alive again, which I think is sick as hell, so...
0: Seems like a big miss to not have the uh, the new content from the other ones. Am I wrong in saying
5: that? Yeah, a lot of people mm-hmm. are upset about FEMC. Like, uh, I know Persona 3 Portable is like a weird, like there's some content that just doesn't feel as fleshed out in Portable. But to make up for that, like the FEMC route in Persona 3 Portable is very beloved by a lot of people who played through that. Um, so I think that's a that's a big miss. Um, and then also the FES, uh, the uh, uh, content, I think is called the answer is like the kind of bonus story stuff. I, I I do think it's weird that it's not there. I don't think it's the end of the world personally. Like I thought the the story basis for that stuff was interesting. Um, but I think the, the gameplay stuff was maybe a little bit more kind of repetitive, uh, more so to the point of like, Maybe they just didn't have a way to, like, modernize it and not make it feel kind of whatever. Um, But we'll see. People are already joking that they're going to release a Persona 3 Reload Reload, like, two years after this. That includes all that stuff. So we'll see. Atlas might Atlas on that one.
0: That is a very, very good point. Uh, We're going to move on to another first-party Xbox game. But before we do that, I want to give you a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Amazon and Summer Game Fest. We are in an absolutely stacked year of video game releases, and you can find all of them on Amazon.com slash Summer Game Fest. I hope that you've found a spare few hundred hours to play all the amazing games that have come out this year already. Gamers have been eating good this year, but this is the only place you want to be. Amazon.com slash Summer Game Fest, because guess what? This summer, there's going to be even more exciting announcements coming through of so many more video games that are about to be on all of your favorite consoles like final fantasy 16 armored core 6 diablo 4 street fighter 6 mortal kombat 1 exo primal assassin's creed mirage <gasps> the list goes on and on you can go to amazon.com slash summer game fest all summer long to discover the top new and upcoming games as soon as they go up for pre-order or you can go check out the website now for everything you might have missed so far this year again that's amazon.com slash summer game fest for all of your video game needs today's episode is sponsored by paypal honey the easy way to save when shopping on your iphone or computer but did you know it only takes a few seconds to get it that means if you go to add it on your laptop or iphone right now you could be done before the ad read is even over you know how good it feels to check something off of your to-do list so hey Let's get to check in. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your carts. So imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite websites out there. And when you check out the honey button appears and all that you have to do is click apply coupon. Kind of funny has been using honey for years. It's literally saved us thousands of dollars on tech, food, costumes, ton of stuff. Uh, Honey doesn't just work on desktop. It works on your iPhone too. You just activate it on Safari on your phone and you get to save on the go. Getting honey seriously only takes a few seconds and by getting it you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. Get PayPal honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kinda funny. That's joinhoney.com slash kinda funny. We all love gobbling up content and we have an understanding of what subscriptions we use, or do we? Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual total is closer to $200. That's right, you could be wasting hundreds of dollars each and every month on subscriptions you might not even know about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and it helps lower your bills all in one place rocket money has saved some of us here at kind of funny a ton of money and it can help you too rocket money also helps you manage all your finance in one place and it automatically can help categorize your expenses so you can easily track your budget in real time stop throwing your money away cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny that's rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny one more time rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny rocket money kind of funny
4: <laughs> mike tim greg i'm sorry we have breaking yes. xbox breaking news. news before Andy. you go on to any of this game stuff <laughs> <laughs> barrett i need you to show this video jeff Keighley has put out the scoop of the century right now at xbox Fan Fest. They are ripping off Kind of beauty. What the fuck? They are doing right now, name the best Xbox franchise or whatever. And its Survey says in its teams, this is oh outrageous. Oh, God. <laughs> this is copyright infringement. Can you
2: imagine stealing an, an idea like, like this? Bill Spencer <laughs> will so be mad. hearing
4: from our lawyers. Yeah, I know.
2: I know, okay. Oh, my God. We're going to talk to Steve Harvey about this. I don't know who
3: that is.
1: (laughs) Um, So next up, Mike. Avowed. Avowed. 2024. From Obsidian. Very exciting stuff, right? Like we saw the teaser already for Avowed. We've been very curious about what Obsidian's working on because we know we've given them so much praise. This team is putting out banger after banger over there. They are the workhorse of the Xbox game studio. And it is exciting to see them announce Avowed Outer Worlds 2, but Avowed is up first. And as Andy said, right? It's exciting to see a team try what would be like another kind of Skyrim, right? Setting the Pillars of Eternity world. This is gonna be fun for fans that have never jumped into that world to get some of the lore, but also get that Obsidian RPG that you want, right? And this looked good. The gameplay was there. Now it's exciting to be like, okay, we know it's 2024. The dominoes are lining up. We know this year is shaping up with Forza and, of course, Starfield. Now we know we're looking at Hellblade. We're looking at a in 2024. That's awesome, and the did game it, looks good.
4: Did it speak to you? Because that's the thing of like me watching it, like Obsidian. I'm hit or miss with with their RPGs. I'm not. I, I don't feel the. I, I don't need to go back to a Skyrim right now. Mm. But of course, you look at it, very colorful. The yep. guns, this, that, and the other. It's something that like. I had announced, I was like, eh, and then watching, like, eh, and I, I could see me, and it also kind of gave me Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning vibes, which I always appreciate. I don't know. I, I look at that, and that's not a must-play for me,
1: but it's one to watch. Interesting. Yeah, what? this is a must-play for me. Yeah,
2: I mean, when I think of how much they impressed with storytelling and with character interactions in The Outer Worlds, um, I, I'm really excited to see what's going on here. I do feel like the first reveal we saw of it, though, looked a lot prettier because I was a cinematic pre-rendered sort of thing. Sure. And this does not look like a current sort of de- a current gen game. It didn't w- blow you away. It yeah. Blow, yeah. It visually, it doesn't look, um, uh, even on some, some of the character run animations It had a very MMO sort of look to it. Even it, at the end.
4: Oh, that's a great way to it, put it. Even at
2: the end when she puts out the COVID virus in purple there. I'm yeah. Like, it, like, it, like, oh, it looks I'll like work. a, it looks like an older <laughs> game. that got a, a, a sort of remaster with better lighting and, and things like that. But, <laughs> But I didn't play the Outer Worlds for its visuals because I thought that game yeah. didn't really look great either. I played because I knew I was going to get awesome story beats. If it's awesome fun and it's co- colorful and the story's great. Yeah, I want cool character NPC uh, uh, dialogue where I'm talking to them and they reveal some wild shit. It's like, "Oh, do I kill you or do I not?" Like that's why I play those games, not for necessarily visual fidelity. Yeah.
3: It's funny, like halfway through the tra- through the trailer, I was like, Oh, yeah, these guys definitely made Outer Worlds. Like, yeah. visually, I could kind of see some of the elements from Outer Worlds, um, like, visual style in Avowed. And, you know, I wish I was more into it, right? Like, I think, I, for me, I'm kind of with Greg, but I also that's just me who I am as a player, where I am not a fantasy person, right? Like, I'm more into the sci-fi of Outer Worlds. I'm more into the NASA Punk of, of Starfield. And for me, like, Skyrim was one that I, I got into because it's a Bethesda open world, and there's so much there for me beyond even just the, yeah. the, the fantasy stuff. But if you know, if a comes out and I hear Mike be like, yo, it's a five out of five. And I see the, the Internet go crazy about it. I think that'll be the thing where I'm like, OK, I'm gonna pick this up.
4: As long as it comes out and it's a five it's out of five.
3: five out of five. Out of five. five. Hey, man, five. that's the yeah, kind of yeah. world we live in right now. <laughs> exactly. Do you have yeah, it yeah,
2: definitely is. Everybody's f- fighting for our time, man. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now more than ever. Yeah um moving on from there we had sea of thieves um we got the uh-huh. lucas arts uh tease there and, or logo splash and you're like wait a minute and they start up in the stars and it's like how is this gonna work of course bless called it it is the secret of monkey island what a great collaboration pirates was so good so this good. seems no-brainer. awesome as well this is such a no-brainer but it also feels like such a big brainer like i feel like this is the type of thing dead cells castlevania right where yeah. it's like. Oh, my God. Can you imagine it would be awesome? And we have like,
4: a pirate ga- video game. What other pirate video games or pirate IP are we able to pull in? Great. I think this all
1: that's left is ex- Goonies, or did they already do Goonies? They didn't no, do Goonies. no yeah, Goonies, Goonies yet. right? Yeah, I mean, big win and in July, Pirates so that's super valid. exciting. Sure. And me and Greg <laughs> played the Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> the collab, and it was so, so good, right? They did a great job with storytelling, making the mission structure very focused so you knew what you were doing. You were going about it and enjoying every single mission and set piece like this is going to be cool to jump into that world and share a new world with new players. And that's, that's the cool. thing about it, right? Where like I loved Pirates of Life so much that it is that idea. Of, like, okay, cool. This drop,
4: I, yeah, I'm in it. You and me for a week again. You and me for a couple yes. nights again. Yeah, yes. let's go.
0: Great music. Great, great music. Uh, next up, so we're kind of in the the update section a little bit here. Sure. Um We, well, which I do think they did a good job of like not having dedicated sections. It was like, hey, here's a couple
1: updates. Here's something new. Here's now, some more updates. Here's um, some stuff. You say update, but I'm going to need Greg to look this up. I believe uh, Phil said, this is a new game. Oh, it's a new game. Yeah, yeah. this isn't but, just an update. But what's Flight interesting Simulator is I feel like so Flight, yeah,
0: Flight Simulator 2024, the, the way that they time. presented this felt very much like update, yes. right? Like, And I feel like this it's weird where the annualized games, like we talk about sports games, things like Flight Simulator and all of that. What does that look like in a modern era? And we've had some, um, we talk about like it's a platform in Street Fighter V and like there's been good examples, bad examples, all of that. Game Pass changes that in a lot of ways when Xbox is really focusing on that as their pitch. So in some ways, this is both a new title for people that want it that way, but it also seems like more of an update than uh, you would traditionally get. And it doesn't need to be
1: a brand new game. It can just kind of be the new flight simulator, right? Yeah, it's really exciting stuff. I mean, flight sim for what it is, right? Is this incredible simulation of flying, landing, flying around, doing these. Now to have ideas of like, jobs and what is around the flying world what could you do and how do we elevate the gameplay this is really freaking cool everything that pops on the screen you go oh wow for real that's cool like there wasn't a moment here that you watched and go i wouldn't try that
3: so it, i really like that it's funny because moment to moment as the trailer's going on and they're showing all the different jobs i wanted to laugh and i wanted to make fun of it because it just kept going and kept showing more and more obscure different things but all of them were also kind of cool <laughs> where it's like oh yeah do a helicopter rescue like rescue somebody from a mountain i'm like that's funny, but also that's kind of really cool—the fact that they're, they're <laughs> thinking about all these different things that you can do. Before you
2: take out, uh, before you take off, like kick out a belligerent drunk guy on a plane. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. Be yeah, real. and that's the thing—you know—for flight sim for me, it was always, oh, let's go fly Andy to
4: the RGV, yeah. let's do stuff, let's fly, <laughs> let's try to land by that Buckeyes or whatever the mm-hmm. buckies. i don't know. Uh, like this seems like it's gonna be mission-based, right? That's yeah. like the vibe I get of it. Of go save this
2: person, go deliver this cargo, do this thing. That's neat. I like it, that. I don't know why. It, during that whole sort of trailer, and you're seeing the person that you're controlling, I just I had so many Hitman vibes, <laughs> like in sure. Hitman, like here's him as a waiter, here's yeah. him as a, like <laughs> we see like all these different helmets and all these different uh, jobs, and I feel like that those are gonna be some great streams to watch Mike and Nick just absolutely destroy the workforce <laughs> like totally like just ruin the whole forest you know and
0: then speaking of cool collaborations uh flight simulator has been great about this and they continue it dune uh on november 3rd when the movie comes out there's uh, gonna be a little dune thing going on in the game mm-hmm. very cool uh then we got hellblade 2 senua saga uh introduced by the actress from ninja theory 2024 let's go very very cool
3: i don't i don't know if you're ready for how much of a tim game hellblade 2 is gonna be oh yeah did you play hellblade
0: 1 i played a a little bit and then i was like i want to play it closer to Mm. the release of this and then now i have
3: my answer now i know hellblade 1 is incredible but there are things about it where i'm like oh man this is this you just need to iron these these things out right you just gotta smooth the edges like the combat's not all the way there and like there's so many things here and there hellblade 2 just from looking at that last trailer and seeing how they're diving into the visual fidelity and how the audio fidelity was already there, and how they general. use the binaural audio to really cement in how that how um, the um, sinua's psychosis feels like. I cannot wait to see what that looks like um, with Hellblade Two, and I feel like you in particular, somebody who appreciates audio and somebody who oh, yeah. likes that that sort of thing, super. I think it's going to blow you away.
0: Super into it, super excited to to play fully through the first one as well. I will say, creeps me the fuck out. Like, Andy likes the ASMR stuff. Like, Gosh. I love audio. I love surround sound. I love that spatial stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I, it might be one of those, like, ick things for me. But I'm going to try. Yeah. I'm here. I'm, I'm going to try pushing
2: through, though, because I think it's going to be worth it. I might just watch this trailer when I go to sleep tonight. Like, just leave it on and kind of goes
3: off. I also <laughs> thought that, like, the wall was one of those uh, Tears of the Kingdom wall worms yeah Wallworms, yep. and i was getting ready for it to like come out and swallow senua and spit spit They're her out like and then like
2: like-like.
5: the
3: like likes yeah wall worm and then like she def- <laughs> she defeats it and then a treasure chest pops out <laughs> so we got a wall and, also- and worm you get a like like stone
2: this is a, i mean this is another one of those that um we need to come up with an award after every one of these presentations of like the go home to watch it on your tv award sure because sure. i know oh. most
4: anticipated 4k
2: viewing yeah i know what they bring when it comes to visual fidelity and even Even playing through Senua last year or two years ago, whenever it was, uh, when NVIDIA was like, hey, what's a game you want to play with ray tracing? We saw Senua on the list. Like, I want to do that because I haven't Mm -hmm. played it yet. And I had a great time with it. And even then it was visually stunning and I'm really stoked to see how it looks now
0: I'm speaking a little out of turn here and Andy you might be able to help me here but um I I think that with Hellblade as well there's ray tracing audio right where there and um I I imagine it'll be with this as well where there's the Nvidia features that there's a couple different um not platforms but I'm going to use that word because I don't know what it is for 3D audio where there's playstation has tempest xbox has dolby uh, atmos and then nvidia has
2: uh the ray traced audios what mm-hmm. they have like, ra- yeah they have ray traced audio i'm not really sure if that's if that was available at the time when we tried it out uh but it i definitely still had all of the the cool sort of surround stuff in, in your headphones it's like that's the preferred way to play it. it's really really sensational how you
5: tracing those rays in audio format andy
2: I mean, I'd assume it's like uh, the way the sounds bounce around the room. It's the like,
0: positioning, right? It's like uh, more, uh, it's the type of thing of like it, the surround sound where it's not just, oh, there's front speakers, side speakers, back speakers, and, and ceiling speakers. It's like, no, it, it, it sounds like it's here versus here. You know what I mean? It's less
2: like, just like left and right channel stereo stuff and but even uh, more than surround and it's I know 3D, and truly 3D yeah and I I would need Mark Cerny to come like measure my ears and sort of see what's sure. going yeah. on there yeah. you know yeah. I would do
3: that for this game uh
4: <laughs> Tim as mm-hmm. you know Sarah Bond opened thanking us the
2: gamers for making this all possible we of course
4: couldn't do this without our audience the kind of funny best friend community and live right now over on YouTube Nicholas said I should come give you some live ASMR
3: oh no oh
0: I'm gonna say do you know how tired I am? He's scatting. <laughs> He's scatting your mind. That was a lot. Uh, that was a lot. Uh, yeah, this looks great. This looks really, really cool. I, I love <laughs> what we heard. Something about that I wanted more from. I don't know what it is, but that the presentation of Hellblade, I wish we saw. I know we saw the combat stuff before. I feel like the showing here could have had something more than just like a, a cool... Cinematic.
4: what i what i thought about it which i liked was that i, I even though i've never I, I watched hellblade when jen platinumed it like she's so i experienced it that way right and so i felt so far everything i've seen for hellblade 2 is i'm like oh, this doesn't feel like the same game i like that this was intimate yeah fucked up and it's like okay cool okay this is hellblade this is what i expect and what i want out of this journey is to know what's happening with her internally and everything she's going through
0: Next up, we had "Like a Dragon: Infinite Wealth" like coming early twenty twenty four. Fucking why the hell not? Nah, this looks fun. This is such an weird. entertaining
3: trailer. I I love that they <laughs> went for it with like the uh, I, I I forget I forget is it Majima. It's- Ichiban, Ichiban—that's what it is. Um, yeah, he, like he, having Ichiban just be nude on a beach throughout this entire trailer, right? And just have it be be um, fun throughout, right? And have it be this funny thing. He's I in thought America was a, now. A cool way to go about it. Him and being in America was
4: weird. That was something that spoke to me. Of course, first off, shout out to Easy Allies for the raid right now. Thank you guys so much.
1: Thank you, Easy Allies. Uh, good seeing
4: y'all. Yeah, one of the things about the Yakuza games is I've burned out on them because I feel like, in granted, I know they change and do different things. And yeah, this one, of course, was you know turn based and et cetera, et cetera. But I, I am. I want new. I don't want to be in the red light district. I'd like to see something different. If this whole game is in America and it's like doing this yeah. wacky stuff over here, a fish out of water story, I'm like, oh, that's ex-
5: like Hawaii specifically. too. Cool.
4: That gets me super stoked to try it and see what's up with it. Uh, then and after- really
5: quick, I saw on Twitter that this is specifically uh, like a Dragon 8 if uh, the the title got people confused, because it did
3: confuse me. The eight is sideways, right? Okay, because I thought I was like, damn, are we doing a different spinoff before
5: we do eight? (laughs) Like, how many games are they making here? Yeah,
3: which, I mean, they can't... I got a lot of questions, because as somebody who... I want to play every single Yakuza, and I'm only, I only get partway through all of them. Um, this, the, like a Dragon Eight, I believe, is supposed to be um, Ichiban, and then also I believe Kiryu, like being in the same game. Right?
4: Like a Dragon: Infinite Wealth launching in early 2024 highlights an unexpected chain of events that sets two legendary Yakuza, Ichiban and
2: Kazuma, on go. a larger-than-life RPG adventure. I didn't realize that uh, Ichiban had the the Ben, the ben Affleck back tattoo. Is for him.
3: I don't, I don't know if that's probably got that in prison.
1: Uh, then we got uh, Fallout 76, more update stuff. Atlantic City, let's go. Atlantic City is coming pretty, soon. Yeah, taking you out of uh, West Virginia, going places.
4: What always surprises me, and I know I'm gonna steal a little bit. Elder Scrolls is coming up as well, right? That surprises me. I we talked about it here. The dedication to having these mm-hmm. here, and the fact that you know, even if you're on, on the outside and you don't play them, or you just want to be a hater or whatever, like there's an audience that still plays these. Yep. There's an audience that still invests money in them. Otherwise, they wouldn't make stuff for this, and they continue to make stuff. Four Elder Scrolls, four Fallout 76 to serve that TFBs. audience. And that's
2: great. And an, and an audience that are still into it that, like, to this day now say, like, it is so much better than when it out Of course, of course. We know it was really bad when it came out, and it is mm. definitely worth playing if you're looking for this type of experience now.
0: Uh, next up, that was Capcom, Path of the Goddess, no release window, uh, coming to Game Pass. Uh, I think all of us kind of talked about this one a little bit. Yeah. I'm with y'all where it's like you know, Capcom comes up and immediately I'm like, what, what is could this happening? be? But then pretty pretty quickly I was like, oh, I don't know what this is. It seems new. Um, and I'm with Andy. doesn't seem very clear what it is, but Capcom is on a roll right now. Not 100% success rate, but I, I think this is cool. And I think more than anything, I love that we're getting Capcom Xbox partnerships. I feel yeah. like it's what we saw in the showcase was a lot of look what we got and look in the direction we're going it paints a very clear vision of what xbox is trying to do over there yeah
3: and i, I like that we're getting a new ip from yeah. Capcom. you know they've been killing it with the remakes they've been killing it with street fighter 6 monster hunter all the stuff that we've known that they've been working on for years <laughs> The fact that they're working on new things like Exoprimal and and this, and like from my preview with Exoprimal, that game seems really cool. I had a lot of fun with it. I'm down to try whatever this is. I, I, I'm i with you also that the, the this trailer didn't hit all the way just for what is this, and also it just looks weird and different, but maybe that's just what the game is, right? Maybe you get your hands on it and you're like, oh, this is weird. Two Definitely. things
4: I think are worth pulling out of this paragraph. I won't read the entire thing, right? But it's talking about the using the power of the RE engine. And then enjoy a unique gameplay experience, blending action and strategy. Yeah. Witness an huh. epic clash between the spirit realm and the mortal man. You
0: Just know, that's actually, w- go for it. I was going to say, mortal
2: watching man. the the main character go from spot to spot where he's sort of like splitting the road. Right there. And yeah. and even uh, some of the animations that the main character is having with the teammates, it looked very turn-based. It looked very... Um, grid-based, uh, fire, yeah, fire yeah. Ramblin, grid-based. Yeah, Fire Emblem grid-based type stuff. And I thought that's what it was going to be. And then we see sort of more snippets where it looks a little bit more 3rd third- person action ish um and maybe it is a really neat blend where they found a, a cool combination that'll again I, I I agree with bless like it's really cool seeing a new IP and like hey we can make new things and still be successful with all of our remakes like because those remakes are successful we can kind of take these swings yeah yeah uh on the other side of that though like
0: wanting remakes wanting sequels uh Mike something I brought up earlier the t- two of my predictions that I made one was a long shot, Devil May Cry 6. Yes. Didn't see it. We did uh-huh. see Devil May Cry 5 make its debut at an Xbox show back in the day. Um, so the time has not come yet, but I'm, I'm still hoping for it. Uh, and then the other thing is Hi-Fi Rush. Yes. Uh, oh, the DLC yeah. felt like a lock um, you know, with all the, That's surprising. Uh, the leaked achievements and things like that. So uh, I still expect we'll get that. We do have, yeah, an extended, have the extended showcase. Which yeah, yeah. I don't think they're trying to make announcements there, but who knows? I feel like Hi-Fi, Hi-Fi Rush DLC of, might fit. Because Hi-Fi
3: Rush, honestly, if you're looking at the span of Xbox, It's a big game, but it's not the biggest game that Xbox has, right? And I think for a showcase that is so strong, I could see the argument of, hey, actually, let's save this for a couple days from now or um, to not, like, you know... Just put things in uh, for the sake of putting things in there. Mm-hmm. It's crazy Absolutely. that
2: a half I rush was like three years ago.
0: Yeah. It is. So wild. Uh, moving on after that, we had Forza Motorsport uh, October 10th, um, which is a date we didn't officially know, but yeah, was
1: heavily rumored. We, yeah, we heard a lot about that. We talked about it on the X-Cast, of course. It was slated for spring uh, 2023. We have now you know, moved into October on that one, but now it's locked in. Here we go. You got the dates. It is for a certain audience of racing fans right like andy spoke to he wants the arcadey open world kind of vibe of forza horizon this is on the track this is you getting deep down in it so if you're interested in that you're gonna like it if you're maybe someone like me a casual you're gonna have a fun two weeks and then you'll hop out maybe never go back maybe check out some cars on a track every now and then but uh this will be the game that you show off the console and you say hey this is the power this is what it can do
3: also one thing to, to shout out since we brought up the extended showcase is that they did announce it we never actually like uh th- three hours ago on news.xbox.com they mentioned that more slash other games to be revealed this is 6 64 i'm reading from more slash other games to be revealed on xbox game showcase extended on june 13th quote as well as games from our creative partners that we didn't show you today
0: cool very cool. And, yeah, they said we're going to get a deeper dive into Avowed, uh, behind-the-scenes look at performance capture in Hellblade 2, uh, behind-the-scenes look at Flight Simulator, Dunes expansion, and um, more Towerborn. So, yeah, cool. Hey, maybe we will get High Fire there. Hopefully. I'm hopeful. After that, we did get Elder Scrolls Online June 20th in the Necrom expansion. Cool. Show off the stuff and move on. <laughs> Overwatch 2, August 10th, character pack, will be coming to Game Pass Ultimate. Andy, what do you got to say?
2: uh I, you know again because we're not getting overwatch PVE stuff and that was that big sort of heartbreaker that uh Blizzard let us you know they kind of put their hand on their sh- on our shoulder and they're like hey we're sorry we fucked up yeah I man here's some story missions like, how about that That's and, and it's like well, well damn like you know we uh, this thing that you canceled is why we were like okay we understand over the final six months to a year of overwatch one are gonna be gonna be really really weak. Because we know you're working on future stuff. That's great for you all. So when that got canceled, that was quite a bummer, but I'm still pretty happy that they are sticking with these story missions that have a very high level of production. And these are not just these PVE missions that we see uh, for Halloween, Signs Revenge, play that a million goddamn times, <laughs> uh, or the, the number of other PVE missions that they have that are just sort of seasonal events. Uh, like I was mentioning earlier, it, it for me, who's watched all of their cinematics a million damn times, it was really cool to see in-game animations that are like actual cutscenes for these characters that I've known and loved for years and years and years, to watch them have in-game interactions this way that aren't just your character posing with the voice line. Like it it's something I'm very excited for and stoked to see where it goes. And I, I, I'm really legitimately excited, especially with the stuff that they had shown off back in the day when me and blessing had this the work from home thing let's react mm-hmm. to what their PvE stuff is is showing off and hey we have all these crazy varieties of enemies and check out all the shit we're working on and that's what we're really excited for for this Look big at all PvE this crap drop we're making too Look at all <laughs> so when it all gets canceled massive bummer but it's still great that we are going to it it a lot of it is still going to see the light of day just not in this yeah. gigantic official yeah. yeah. capacity
3: i hope you know? it hits like i've been so bummed out on overwatch this overwatch 2 and like I, you know i was expecting that to be the thing to bring me in full fully back right have that heyday of overwatch again like we had in 2016 and the years pa- passing that um but yeah like I, I think coming off of you know me not being excited about it at launch and then also yeah the cancellation of, of, of the, the some of the pve stuff i am hoping that this comes out and people are like wait actually no like y'all should play this this is actually really good the the story stuff hidden, the mission structure is yeah way more in depth than the seasonal events that we get that's my hope for it but even watching this trailer during it i I wasn't as excited as I typically would be with Overwatch 2 just because it's not been as great for me recently.
0: Yeah, so then uh, we're in our final 10 announcements here. Uh, Another Atlas one, Persona 5 Tactica, uh, coming out November 17, 2023, another Game Pass title. This is a Persona 5 spinoff that is a tactical RPG. Yeah
2: love it we, like you put an a at the end of the world. it's cool like whenever when when I play Final Fantasy I see Magicka. I'm like
1: that's cool that's shit cool. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. from yeah. a different materia yeah. like ah oh, that's so sick yeah. and yeah Phil continuing to flex the partnerships in the east it's this great. is something that people asked for they wanted him to figure it out and get over there and bring these games that people love onto this platform and this continues to flourish right like you got to celebrate that and the people who want these games now you got them that's a big deal yep uh after that Starfields was shown and it was
0: a big surprise because it was an awesome trailer and it felt like it was going to be the end of this and no they still had more to
2: say. Uh Andy, you already talked about it a little bit but do you have anything specific about this trailer you want to say? No, I just think it was like perfectly paced and perfectly scored and it it was just like the the ideal way to show off the thing that you are super proud of um and show off the many different reasons why you should be excited for it. Here's a not extremely long trailer, but it's hype as hell with awesome music, and it's going to set the tone for what's going to be this massive intergalactic adventure. Um, we get some little story beats with some side characters, but more importantly, it's variety of vistas and different biomes and different gameplay where it's first-person shooting like we're watching here or third-person melee, crafting, ships, all of it just, I think it was just, they nailed it.
0: They definitely did. Uh, next up, we got a new game from Don't Fall called uh, Don't, Nod. Don't Nod called uh, Juissant coming fall 2023. I'm very tired, guys. <laughs> <laughs> <This> <laughs> reading is hard. Uh, just looks awesome as hell. Uh, yeah, this is got so excited. Excited.
4: Take a breath. Toss it to me. I got you. Go for okay. it, Greg. <sighs> uh, from Greg. Don't Nod, the makers of life is Strange Vampia, And tell me why. Joussant is a new action puzzle game based on climbing. A narrative game told without spoken dialogue. This meditative journey will see you scaling an immeasurably tall tower covered with different biomes to explore, accompanied by Ballast, a mysterious companion made entirely of water. Joussant will release fall 2023 on the Xbox Series XS. This is a Greg fucking game. Yeah looks awesome it yeah. looks incredible yeah.
3: yeah it's funny because it's coming off of a conversation we had recently about do where just putting
4: our games left it right yeah one last week we were like what
3: is it games I don't. it um it feels like do has been had a little bit of an identity crisis ever since not yeah. not making life of strange games and you know i'm not i've not been as excited as we have getting been getting more and more of these announcements this is the one that brought me back you know from the start of the trailer mm-hmm. me and me and tim were on the same wa- wavelength of is this like an eco type thing? What's going on here? And as you w- see more of the gameplay, yeah, it seems like you know, a purely a, a climbing game with a really cool art style, a really interesting, different type of uh, gameplay style. But then also, you know, a, a weird, different kind of world to exist in. You got the little little guy in the in the in like the backpack that um. I forget what you butt face yeah. butt face, or if you, or if you're Greg, you think it looks like what titty <laughs> <Teddy. laughs> <was Teddy>. titty. <laughs> but yeah, I'm all about this. I, I can't wait to play Just Nut. Yeah, I think, <laughs> God.
1: Uh, I, I
0: think it looks super, super cool. I love the vibe of it, the econess of it, definitely all in for And I like climbing in video games. Having said that, I do think that climbing in video games has kind of become one of those things that is a means to an end that we're just so used to doing that it becomes mm. monotonous. Mm. And it's kind of not gameplay anymore. It's kind of just like a thing we're doing. Nobody's done it better than Uncharted, I think. Um, well, I think someone has Jedi Survivor. I think that for oh. me, recently playing Jedi Survivor, the like yeah, that game to me is the perfect example of we know what it means to an end we're gonna make it fast we're not gonna make you work for it because it's just you're trying to get you know where you're trying to go let's just keep it fun and keep you moving granted you have force powers and there's reasons for all that stuff i wonder how this game can make climbing fun again
4: well i think you look at it right like the way you're growing stuff on the wall or holding onto the vine as it goes up hentai uh there's a whole bunch of different things there that i think you're gonna be using powers to solve the puzzle to move it to change it i don't think it's just gonna be a straight i think the that's, First biome will be very much yeah. like
2: chisel it in, hang your little line, yeah. free solo. Yeah, that's why I brought up cool. just uh, or just stranding, death stranding. Because yeah, because yeah. it well, uh, the game that made walking fun, it, exactly like that. They, they gamified that in a way that required skill and patience. And this doesn't just look like a way to get to the next spot, it looks like this is the gameplay, especially yeah. it's such a simple thing. But watching the, the rope physics in this game, it's like something you just really wouldn't take a second glance at, but you know that that is like integral to what this game is. And you know, you're going to be throwing that fucking thing and hoping that you hit the right spot. And then you see that one animation where you're swinging across. It, it looks like it's, it's full of mood and heart. And to me, it feels like it's going to be Celeste without dialogue. And you're going to be crying by the end of it without really knowing why mm. a like short height, like if you that. will, yeah, without sure, dialogue, sure. you know, short climb. Yeah.
0: Uh, Next up, we had Still Wakes the Deep 2024 awesome. Game Pass. Very short cool. teaser. Loved it. I, I feel like that was like such a, a cool thing to show to showcase. It's like you 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 get what this is without seeing much of it. Um, this could be could be real special.
2: Yeah, it kind of reminds me of just a a much higher fidelity, realistic looking version of Firewatch. Like sure. oh. you don't you are here. There's mysterious shit happening you're trying to escape something and you don't know what the hell it is you're running from yet in this trailer it just looks like full of suspense and it's going to be one of those thrilling experiences that i think is going to be like maybe five hours long yeah and like exactly and i think that this being a short
0: teaser super cool uh visuals the logo type i think is really great too like I know everything I need to know about this. Of like, oh, I got my eye on yeah. this one. And yeah.
3: this is sort of an indie section that doesn't feel anything like an indie section because we're talking about a don't not tra- uh, game that looks really cool. Talking about uh, this game from Secret Mode that again looks really different. Looks like a, a, a big AAA AAA thing, but also I I think it's hitting and then even the next thing we're about just, to get into is a well really just cool to toss in, you
4: say secret mode remember it's also Chinese room so you're talking about dear Esther uh everybody's mm. gone to the rapture oh. uh, uh and amnesia Well, I'm reading off this amnesia wore a machine for pigs I don't know maybe that was secret but that's what they're talking about there and this awesome. reminds me so much of the other indie or under other indie we saw that's under Quantic Dreams label that I played at SGF that I'll talk about tomorrow on mm-hmm. Gamescast but uh a guy ran through all that and lost the fucking uh, under the waves Another mm. one that is like a psychological year under it, but this one is way more survival horror about it. Uh, return to first person. Still wakes the deep as a return to the first person narrative hor- horror genre from the creators of the critically acclaimed. Dear Esther, everybody's gone to the rapture. Amnesia. A Glaswellian oil rig worker must fight for his life through a visceral storm, claustrophobic surroundings, thick, dark, and perilous North Sea waters. All communications are cut off. All exits are gone. And the only way to defeat the horror aboard is to face it. I mean,
0: that sounds fun. Hell yeah. Try to look good too. Then we got uh, Dungeons of uh, Hindenburg. This is uh, Game Pass, September 26,
2: 2023.
0: Hurt Andy's eyes. Uh, oh, that one looked
2: cool. So, yeah. uh, like, well, it's not that it hurt Andy's eyes. I happened to glance over at Greg's little note, he put, It hurts Andy's tiny eyes. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I did forget that. I wrote that. He's got such (laughs) tiny little
2: eyes. You know what I mean? like a millhouse without
4: the glasses. Armed (laughs) of the sword and a tourist guide. Explore the beautiful alpine village of Hinterburg and uncover the magic hidden within its dungeons. Master magic, solve puzzles, and slay monsters. All this and more await you in Hinterburg. What's like winter, so stop screwing up, Greg. Hinterberg. Uh Prepare to go on a vacation in a modern-day village in the Austrian Alps, but instead of skiing and hiking, you'll be slaying monsters, hunting for loot, and solving puzzles. 25 magical dungeons have recently appeared around Hintenburg. Uh The monster slaying has become a major tourist attraction, drawing adventures from all over the world to the small village. That's a cool premise. It really is. It
0: could yeah. be cool, and especially oh, right in a world that is missing traditional Zelda dungeons, I feel like coming out with something like this that has such a great visual identity and you see the gameplay in that there was like so many things on my oh that looks like this game that looks like this game and it looks like it's being done pretty well um it's just a matter of can they make that all work in a cohesive package and will it just drown out with the amount of video games coming out this year and like is the timing right or will it ever not be right again just because of where
2: we're at i don't know um the the reason why i mentioned that makes my eyes hurt was yeah. um because it reminds me visually a lot of and i'm googling it right now and i'm fucking frantically trying to type in something i can't figure it out i talking but about Bayonetta again it's the one indie game that came out sable. last year maybe two sable
3: mm.
2: it has a very very similar sable sort of look mm. but roller but uh sable and roller Drome have very um like the further out you are the less you get those Little, line. those little yeah. drawn in lines that kind of remind you of Borderlands, you know. But this one, it just felt like they were kind of all over the screen at sometimes, and I was like,
5: eh. they also both of those games that we're talking about there have very specific color palettes, whereas this one seems to be way more different colors that may not all kind of like work and kind of caught Like some of the purples there felt really weird and stuff like that. Whereas Roller and uh, uh sable uh went more like warm and reds and stuff like that so
0: put this on my list though andy of games i want to watch a 4k oled monitor Mm. like i feel like the colors are gonna
2: pop game Uh, to game and watch i'll take it i'll take it look i'm so Uh, so sleepy we got our
0: Bo keanu he comes out he's talking about cyberpunk he's awesome phantom liberty yeah let's go samurai Pedro Salvin,
1: this one this looks cool I gotta got dust cool off.
4: Premise, yeah. I gotta dust off my cyberpunk save to get ready. I want to be. I don't want to drop back in and not know what the hell's going on. Do
1: we on. know anything about this? Will this be able to? Let's say I make a new character. Can I jump right into this? Is it some like kind of standalone area? Or do you think you got to beat the whole story? Does anybody know well, how much time you put S- in? let yeah, um, right. I'll, I'll be
3: honest. I, I do not know the answer to that in particular question. Let me but, see if the end uh, of the notes. This are
1: not I really dig. Right, and I want—I would like to jump into this cyberpunk story. <laughs> oh, man, that's pretty great, actually.
3: <laughs>
2: We're going to get oh, yeah. claimed. Uh,
3: tune in to uh, uh, Gamescast tomorrow uh, yeah. to hear more about this.
2: Ooh. Yeah. Ooh.
3: A little
0: we'll tease for everyone out yeah. there. Um, City Skylines 2, October 14th,
1: coming to Game Pass. Lit inspirational so trailer yeah i mean yes yeah, just powerful man moving stuff but yeah city skylines is a very good game right an awesome sim building out your cities this is gonna be fun love that it's coming on game pass cannot wait to play this um
0: then we have metaphor r Fantasio.
3: metaphor re fantasia
0: Yes, that's what it is. Yeah. From Atlas, yes, mm,
3: 2024.
2: <laughs> On mine, I wrote down Persona thing.
3: <laughs> in in talking about the fact that, you know, it sucks that Persona 3 and Persona uh, Tactica leaked because you would have gotten pops uh, from me and Barrett out, uh, out of those. The fact that those did leak and this third thing didn't leak as far as I know, or maybe I just didn't I pay mean, attention we kn- to it. We
5: knew that RE Fantasy was a thing for, yeah. for years at this point. Um, but yeah, this didn't, as far as I know, didn't leak for yeah. the, this showcase. And the fact that, like... This was possibly the most insane thing from Atlas uh, for this showcase. Is really, really cool. Like, yeah, I'm very like, happy for Michael Hyam, who is definitely freaking out watching this. I,
3: I popped out. I, I think I popped off more for this because I, of the leak than if I didn't even know if, it, if any of it was happening. Because like mm. you see the third Atlas logo, and you're like, wait a second, <laughs> I thought we ran out. What's next? And then they show, yeah, a new game coming from um, you know the folks behind Persona three, four, and five, and it looks like it's taking so much of what they were able to bring with the art style of Persona 5. And you look at it and you're like, this looks like a like they're pushing for a next-gen version of what they did with that. Um, yeah. It looks really cool. The team behind it sounds fantastic. They got Shoji Maguro on um, the soundtrack um, doing the composition and Shoji Maguro, one of the greatest composers of all time, of course, doing the soundtrack for Persona 5. That has me super excited. All the stuff that we're seeing in the trailer, again, looks really cool, looks really involved, looks like more persona but has a different style to it that makes me it, it really wonder about it
5: a little bit more of a mixed stylist uh mixed stylistically of persona and like a more smt fantasy kind of stuff yeah while being its own thing and its own uh different ip which i find very impressive uh yeah the for those who don't know like the kind of og persona team uh left Peace studios to make their own uh kind of new studio and this is the thing that they've been working on for a while um, and what well, the the new leadership at uh persona th- uh p studios is uh remaking a bunch of shit you know
3: yeah. And it looks good, like this. Uh, in the last couple of years, you know, we got SMT five, and then we got uh, Soul Hackers two, and Soul Hackers two was one that I really wanted to like, you know, because it seemed like it was taking quite a few of those Persona five elements and yeah. um, something, ab- I, not even something about it. I think it just was little, the fact that there was a lack of TLC value. in uh, Yeah, again, like in Soul the Hacker pr- Hacker the production value was very evidently not on par with what you would imagine it to be. Watching this trailer, this looks like what you'd want out of a production, the production value of that type of game. And so again, I'm I'm very excited for this. 100%. Towerborn
0: 2024, another Game Pass one. Mike, what do you got about this?
1: Uh you know what this one got me because I'm always I will always love Castle Crashers, right? The idea of a side scrolling beat 'em up in a fantasy world, right? Like <coughs> I'm into that. And so this is coming from the team behind Banner Saga, so you know we'll have a probably very rich and beautiful looking world, but I am excited to give this a try play the game with the team I know that this will be at the extended uh showcase I believe so we'll see probably more of this as you said so uh yeah I- I'm in on this I'm interested so, the one thing I was disappointed
2: with um in this trailer is that I think that either the narrator or someone in this video said like massive worlds to explore and it being a side scroller kind of disappointed me mm. like uh, explore these big old worlds with your friends and like a bunch of stuff to discover and in an ever-changing world, it's like oh, but it's still side scroller, and that feels kind of limiting in a sense. I don't know.
0: Then uh, we had In Exile's Clockwork Revolution coming in due time. They say that was good. Uh, that was yeah, a really good. real good. Great no, no trailer. Date really fan. great
4: trailer. Exciting trailer of like what this game is going to be and what you can expect from it. And I am a sucker for changing the timeline and going through and you know, uh, flashpoint and everything, and, and really seeing how that works and how that goes. It reminds me of a bunch of different games i played that one i want to I say i forget the eternity one from ps2 where you, there's like 19 Uh-oh. different endings and I, I was loved. gonna
5: say bioshock infinite
4: it does it definitely <laughs> looks like BioShock there's, infinite. A little,
5: there's a little bit of that there uh, for sure. as well where you're changing things about like a uh, an alternate reality and then yeah. you go into and jump into a different world that's similar right
4: yeah but this gave all the right vibes for me to be like oh yeah i want to know more about this yeah i want to play this mike I wish we had Paris here for this one because he—he
0: he was the one oh, calling. Yeah. He's like, "I, I want to know what In Exile's doing. Like, I want to see what it looks like. I, we need to see hey.
1: it here. We saw it. It looks great. What do you think? They delivered. I mean, it's really exciting. I mean, of course, over on the kind of funny XCast side, me and Paris and Gary have been talking about what Compulsion's doing, what is In Exile doing, and there's always been the murmurs and rumors of, "Hey, this is what we hear. It's going to be a um, steampunk first-person shooter, right? And when you saw it come on screen, it's like, oh man, like." it is that and it looks cool this does look fun and i love bioshock infinite so yeah when greggy brings up these kind of worlds what you see there uh, i'm all in on this and it's awesome another time a first debut game for the xbox game studios within exile after that purchase so that's a big deal as well
3: yeah one thing i like about this trailer too uh, is you know the i think the bioshock inspiration is very evident but it does such a good job of showing its own identity and you know, it wasn't until about halfway through the trailer where I was like, "Oh, this is this kind of this is kind of Bioshock." And you know, earlier in the year, I not even this year, I, late last year, we got the trailer for Judas, and that one I I was like, "Oh, okay, we're getting more Bioshock." This seems like that, but in a really cool, very unique way of oh yeah what can we do with these time mechanics what can we do with yeah this steampunk world can we get the moments of you know i think of um cause and effect from titanfall 2 or um the crack in the slab i believe from Dishonored 2 can we get moments like that where you're playing around with time and doing cool stuff i'm excited to see more about this game
4: one question, thing before we jump on, of course, we have many kind of funny best friends dialed in around the industry. One that is on kind of funny games daily each and every day correcting us is Radic from CD Projekt Red. Uh, he reports on your Phantom Liberty question, Thank Michael, you. that it's just like Witcher 3 with uh, Heart and Stone and Blood and Wine, which means you'll be able to start Phantom Liberty regardless of your main campaign status. Yes,
1: that's exactly what I want. Thank, Thank you. you Too bad.
4: I want to bring my Kevin Coelho looking V into this game and have him <laughs> go get it on this. But now I can transmog my outfit so he doesn't have to look like mm-hmm.
1: Low-rent joker
4: <laughs> uh then we had phil come out and kind of
0: celebrate what just happened Eleven first first party studios I would have loved it. he was like cool shit right yeah, <laughs> like, y'all yeah.
2: that shit <laughs> give it a,
0: a nice little recap of everything we saw kind of like teeing us up for uh what we thought was gonna be starfield but they still had some more stuff new series s carbon black september 1st 350 dollars with a, a one terabyte um storage drive Cool stuff, man. I, I love that. What that these showcases have kind of evolved and changed for years. We've talked about like, I wish that they would talk more about systems and ecosystems and um, like apps and stuff and play, like PlayStation specifically, like having the PlayStation Home or PlayStation like Plus, like in showcases, spending the right amount of time yeah. to do that stuff or for the hardware, or for the things, instead of just putting it on the blog, right? I
4: mean, you can say what you want, but of course, you did get your remote play Project Q announcement at the last show. You are right, you're right, yeah. And, and your little earbuds that might But well, sorry, yeah, my,
0: my point is, yeah. this is happening now. Yeah. Right? I, I like that we're seeing it, but, but more so, I'm happy that <laughs> we're seeing a lot of there? the, hey, here's this thing, you'll see more at this other showcase. It makes all of the Summer Game Fest stuff start to feel a bit more... Uh, connected. So
1: I, I just like the direction that we're moving in with I like this things. because, yeah, my prediction was we'd see Xbox Game Pass family plan announced here. We did right. not. Of oh, course, yeah. we do know that Xbox, like Phil said, we're committed to the consoles. We got more consoles now going out into the wild for you to be able to purchase. We now have another option, and Xbox has been great at giving you options, right? We now finally have a new storage unit that you can put into the console and elevate that storage if you have that. You now have three different SKUs of the Xbox next-gen consoles, right? Like you have the Series X that's giving you the ultimate performance. You have the S, it's the cheapest way to jump into this ecosystem and be able to do that. Then on top of that, now you have one that we've all asked for. We said, "Hey." The storage in this Xbox Series S is not enough. It's a powerful, fast console, and it's giving me what I want, but it's not doing what I need with the storage. Good job on that.
0: Yep. There we go. Um, and then it it just went to Starfield. And, like, man, I feel like we're going to be talking about this for a very, very long time, like, especially it's, you and oh, the boys gonna over. Oh, we're going to be
1: deep diving nonstop, man. I can't wait. It's Holy
4: crazy. Cow. Yeah, dude. Like, I, I can't remember... The last time, if ever, it kind of funny, there's been a presentation where we all just stopped taking notes and just watched. Yeah. Because it was going to be impossible to keep up with, right? And I think it is, you know, in the same way, what they did a great job of is what I think we all talk about with Tears of the Kingdom. What you go off in your own little adventures and what you do. But having all the developers pop up and the people from Bethesda pop up and talk about their favorite things and have them be... Different things, and it is the guy with who is doing the punching build, running around and doing mm-hmm. that, showing you, of course, it will still be a Bethesda game and goofy uh, goofy at times and whatever you want to do with it. Uh, but everybody else having what they like about it, and like, even if it was somebody like me where it's like, oof, I don't love the idea of base building, so they, but there's other stuff to do, and you don't have to do that. And like, all it was a ship. such a smartly done presentation, yeah, it's truly
2: customization, incredible. My gosh, I mean, not only is it To change the aesthetics of it or or maybe you want to give it just a completely different shape and maybe at first it looked like that lady was mentioning a platypus but now we're going to make it look like something else completely different and also it makes the interior of it bigger like it's not just an aesthetic thing for the outside for when you're fighting people in space or using photo mode in space or whatever this is something that also just changes the way the whole interior is laid out um that level, of, that level of care and customization, I, like. it's no wonder why this game has been in development for so long because so many of these systems can hit the, the cutting room floor. They can hit the chopping block and people say, you know, we're, we're just not gonna be able to hit this. Let's cancel this whole system. And the fact that they are just going all out in what seems to be a lot of different systems scary a little bit right you start to worry like um, are are all of these going to be you know 60 70 percent baked in you know are we going to have how many of these are going gonna to be like full baked full effort not, not saying they're not going to do effort but you know like how many of this of these systems because there's a shitload of them how many of them are going to be like this going to be a jack of all trades master and none sort of thing yeah. but like, are these I,
3: systems going to multiply out into different scenarios and different possibilities? Or are they going to be these, you know, defined things where it's like pick option A, B, or C?
2: Yeah, I, I was just so blown away by everything. I love the idea of them in Character Creator getting really, really great 3D scans of all sorts of different types of people. And you pick your, um, like, your basis or whatever, and you start to customize from there. And... That's how they mentioned. That's how they made a lot of the people. I in love the game. As everybody, well. everybody's from that same so thing. So that's
4: cool. why anybody you meet, you could could look could be yeah. somebody you made, which is such a great thing. Where I think you can, I can look at some of this and be like, Headless, man, there. these aren't these these. I remember this actually might have been one of the first uh, criticisms of the gameplay trailer. But like all these faces don't look that detailed. Oh, blah blah blah. If that's the vibe and the unifying art theme of the world, it's gonna sing and it's gonna be good.
0: I, I do have a question for you guys. So we saw. i don't know exactly how long that was 45 minutes of starfield they went into pretty much anything we could ever want to know about it i was so surprised how it just kept going and they kept being like and now there's this and now there's this and now there's this and uh they had the right people talking about it saying the right things all of that when we went out roger brought up a a good point which was when phil was on xcast recently he said that we will know at this event whether starfield is. Thirty frames per second, sixty frames per second. What are the frames per second? We didn't get that information. I have a feeling we will learn soon enough, wherever that is. Um, But was there something missing besides that from this for you guys, or can you not think of anything?
3: Like at at one point, you know, at one uh, half, probably halfway through the presentation, I was down for it to just end (laughs) because like they sold me, they sold me so hard on the game in that first half that like, you know, I. I'm down for mystery. I'm down to just jump into the game and explore and see whatever. And I don't think for what we got out of that 45 minutes, it felt like there wasn't even any more they could tell us aside from something like 30 FPS, right? Like, I, and even and even with that, I'm I'm excited to get that information. But I think even if it is if it ends up being 30 FPS, I think this comes back to what I look for out of like a game being. Technically impressive. When we talk about Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, I don't need that game to be thirty FPS because I am fucking doing incredible shit 60. in this game, like or sixty FPS, right? Because I'm doing uh, 30. <laughs> yeah, I mean <laughs> thirty-two. Oh. Well, <laughs> but you know, like I don't need this game. I- I am, you know, flying through a world that has incredible draw distance. I am diving deep beneath the world into the depth. I am doing these, this fucking incredible shit. This game is technically singing on an entirely different level. If Starfield lives up to every single thing that they're talking about in this trailer, I'll play it at 30 FPS. Like, it's a, different, it's a different thing than Redfall for me, where Redfall is a first-person co-op shooter. That should be 60 FPS at launch, right? Like, I have a certain expectation with that. If Starfield comes out 30 FPS, like, sure, it's a bit of a bummer. It's not the end of, end of the world for me.
4: But so as somebody who's so dumb about it, right? Like, are we saying,
2: do, what did we see there? Is that, was that 30? Was that 60? A lot of this looked like 30. A lot of it looked like 30 to me. Um, I don't know if, did they mention, I know for some of the other shows, they said this is captured on Xbox Series X. That was, I believe, uh, Hellblade Hellblade 2. Yep. I don't think they mentioned that here. Um, I, I noticed like some frame drops and stuff like that, but it didn't look like a fluid 60, um, what I'm assuming is, I was telling Roger outside, I if at launch it's 30 frames on both Series X and S and PC unlocked, I feel like that's kind of what they're gonna do. Um, but I, they
0: they did say that it was built for Series X, right? Like they that, they've been that was again, Mike. You have to correct me here because this was from the Phil interview, but they're making a big deal about it being ground up. Xbox Series X is the like premier platform for this thing and i know pc is more powerful and stuff but you would kind of expect the thing it's built for it be the one that sings
2: yeah i don't i don't disagree I, th- I mean it would still be a bit disappointing for me for it not to be 60 but even with as large as it is um i thought what i saw today looked great if that's what it looks like when i play it i'm not going
4: to complain or have a problem but again i'm not the, i'm not the yeah. frame counter and like i know people want to mm-hmm. throw it back in our face we came up a lot during our redfall thing mm-hmm That was a different thing and just in general how Redfall looked and then on top of that, 30 frames, which really called out this is not a pretty game, even though like at a standstill it should be and it's not
0: for me. So any final thoughts on this? Again, I'm sure we're going to be talking about Starfield so, so, so much that we don't need to go too deep
1: into it because they already did. Uh, But, Mike, I'm going to let you close this one out. Thanks, Tim. Sure. Yeah, let's give a big shout-out to the Xbox team and the Bethesda team for coming together and really putting together one heck of a show that I think not only myself, the Xbox community, and I'm sure gamers all around really enjoyed, right? Like this was a great Sunday on a beautiful summer day to celebrate games. Totally normal Sunday. (laughs) For Xbox to come out and absolutely deliver, right? They have gone for a couple of years now of, oh, just wait till next year. Oh, this could be the year. Well, it's not, right? And Phil and the team have taken that and they've clearly seen that. And it really looks like they figured it out on the presentation side of what is the flow? What do gamers want to see? How do we deliver on that? And from what we wanted, which is mainly to see first-party titles ready to rock and roll, they did that, right? And they complemented it so well with partnerships, with third-party games, and then to have a mega- presentation from todd howard and the team with starfield direct something that we might not ever get in our lifetime again or a very rarity of a game of that scale showing you that much and a killer presentation to back it i mean man oh man what a special one here and i think this will be the showcase we talk about in xbox history for quite some time this in the past decade is probably their best one they've had in a long long time so Truly and honestly, I'm very happy and I can't wait to talk about it more. I'm so glad that the Xbox community will have something to rally behind and you got games coming and that's what we wanted. Yes,
0: absolutely, and games are going to keep coming because it is Summer Game Fest season. Remember, you can go to Amazon.com/slash Summer Game Fest all summer long to get all the games that are already out, or pre-order all of your favorites that you might have seen today um, and tomorrow when we will be live reacting to the Ubisoft Forward at 10 a.m. Pacific here on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv/slash Kind of Funny Games. Hang out with us all day from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. as we are going to do Ubisoft. We're going to break that down. We're going to hang out and have fun with you in the chat then we're going to do a games cast talking about all the games that we played at summer game fest all five of us played a whole bunch of different video games it's going to be so fun to talk about and then we'll close out the day reacting to the capcom showcase what a time to
2: be a gamer until next time i love you goodbye